And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you want to be my lover, you got to give my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to get. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. If you want to be my lover, you got to, got to, you got to, you got to slam, slam, slam. Slam your body down and win all around. Slam your body down with win it all around. Slam your body down and win it all around. Slam your body down. Zigzag. Ah. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, May 27th. This is The Drop. We're here in the Classic Factory, as always. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, we got Flames fan, Tass Mellis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Tough hey, night. Tough oh, night. Did Coleman use his boot purposefully? Did he kick that in? <laughs> uh, how do you overturn that? How do you? Flames are, flames are out of it. They're done. Okay. I'm sorry. Tough one. Tough. Nice, nice jersey. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Also in a nice jersey there. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends, uh, I'm also in a, uh, in a jersey. My Western Conference final sons have been dethroned. Officially. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'd wear that one this morning. <laughs> Tough. Sorry, man. <laughs> Tough morning at the yeah, table here. Yeah. And uh, last, certainly not least, super producer, JD. I'm not wearing anything special, just my uh, standard no dunks. Oh, that's, uh, the Warriors, that's the Warriors. That's the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Going, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Warriors. Jump yeah. on the bandwagon, did you? Yeah, right. uh, yeah. It, just, it was the first thing I grabbed this morning. So uh, no significance with oh, this. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it looks good. No, you're a true Thank Warriors you. fan. I, I can hear it. You, you know, you're not excited <laughs> in your voice because you got to win a championship. Going to the finals, <laughs> That's not good right. enough. This stuff means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second to like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, and comment away there in the stream team or in the comment section below the vid. Share the show as well. Tell your friends about No Dunks. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're going to hit the beach later today. Hmm. So slap on some sunscreen, all right? I will. Slip, slop, slap, for sure. What do you call uh, swimming trunks again? Thongs. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. What are you sorry. talking about? Dax. Thongs. Yeah, 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 yeah. My Dax, my Dax. I, I, I was thought that because the thong. That, that's that's what the flip flop. <gasps> Yes, 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 yes. I was asking you what you call swim. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You confused me. Yeah, well, I, I was. I thought you were setting me up for something like that because I was like, the thong is the big difference between Australia and everywhere else in the world. You know, yeah. like what do you call the ocean in Australia? <laughs> the sea, vitamin C. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we just got a little sneak peek into Lee's private life. There is. I think he does. 
I think he could rock a thong. A thong on the, man. Uh, I've worn a thong in the past. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Tried it out. Like Didn't really work. Like a speedo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. They're, they're not very, you know, they're not very glamorous. You, you, no. no, glamorous. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you put glitter on. Them, yeah, but then you got drawing too much attention there. You know, you, you, you want to be subtle. But stylish. Very hard to pull off sure. with a thong, you know? It's the wrong kind of attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, since we're here, uh, what do you call suntan lotion? I find this one weird. Well, sunscreen. I thought you called it sun cream. Well, sun cream, sunscreen, yeah. <laughs> cream Depending, is yeah, weird to me. It sort of depends on which part of Australia you're in, I think. I thought yeah. you called it thong juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thong juice? You can oh, oh, God, that sounds gross when you say it like that. <laughs> no, but I had this, uh, this friend of mine who was uh, Scottish, and he went to Australia, and he came back to England, and, and he said he went out there, and uh, he was going to a wedding, and the guy, the guy, the Scottish guy, went up to the uh, to the person at the front and said, you know, or to the person who was hosting the wedding and said, you know, what's the dress code? He said, it's pretty casual, just no thongs. And the guy was like, what? And he said, no thongs. That's the only thing. And he said, if I was wearing a thong, how would you know? And he said, well, we could see them. There. <laughs> yeah. Thongs as flip flops. Yeah, that's so. that's the real crazy one. Yeah. All right. Um, where was I? Oh, <laughs> staying with the uh, clothing items here. Just a quick update on our No Dunks throwback jerseys. We're showing them to you here on the stream team. The uh, the uh, Denver throwback jersey there and the Vancouver one. They go. See you, buddy. Wow. Yeah, sold out yesterday afternoon. We absolutely love to see it. There was only 99 available of each. These are limited edition runs. Uh, but thank you to everybody that went and grabbed uh one or in some cases both of these jerseys the real sickos out there so yeah those are gone uh but lots of great items available in the no dunk store no dunks.com survivor it's done it gone <laughs> everything's coming to an end right now it really Jeez. is uh and i encourage you to check out yesterday's no buffs podcast or the youtube show with special guest jason concepcion talking about the final episode and about the season in its totality and where it ranks among the all-time seasons and our winner and stuff like that. I won't spoil anything here, but uh, go check out Survivor, um, No Buffs episode. Any uh, thoughts, Tass, on, on the season? I know you watched every episode. You listened to every No Buffs. Mm -hmm. Seemed like you were into it. Yeah. Uh -oh. You know, uh, I'm not, uh, not going to share any thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, just gonna, uh, I'm yeah. listening to the experts. Okay. I'm listening to the experts about how they view it against other seasons. Survivor, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low. I'm at a low point right so now. Oh, wow. I gotta okay, be well, honest. Sad to hear that. Not a good time to get in. No. Not a good time before, at all. I, I, said, I said on Twitter, it's a good time to get in before the show, but now it's over. Uh, don't don't get in. Now it's a bad time. Yeah. Anyway, go <laughs> check out the podcast. But you can check out the podcast. <laughs> and final piece of little news here. Uh, next week, I want to keep putting this in everybody's head. Next Tuesday night, so that's May 31st, around 7 o'clock Eastern, we are once again hosting a fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We did it last year. We we raised nearly $30,000. It was like 28000 and change. Our goal is thirty k on mm. Tuesday night. Going to be a lot of fun giveaways. Sam's going to be joining us from the UK again to help us out with the fundraising and all that. So, uh, yeah. If you have ideas that you want to see us do on Tuesday night, uh, hear from the Classic Factory, let us know. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com, or drop them in the stream team, or tweet them in, at Nodunks Inc. Are you ready to raise ready. some money? Can't wait, yeah. Hey, 
Thongs only? Oh, I'm thinking thongs with the thongs. I'm thinking thongs on a Tuesday. Uh, oh, thong Tuesday. Okay. TBT. Thong butt Tuesday. So, uh, yes, we'll be uh, doing our fundraiser there on Tuesday night. But let's get into the game from last night, and we'll start with some more positive news here. We had another wedgie. And Draymond Green, man. I'm surprised he didn't win conference finals MVP with a wedgie and then a wedgie. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of uh, the, the wedgie credit's got to go to Dorian Finney-Smith there, too, but it was a foul. So it's uh, the dunk attempt there from Draymond. He's going to get the final credit for this. But wow, did they let this thing breathe. Mm. It stayed up there for, like, what felt like, I don't know, 25 seconds or something like that. <laughs> An entire shot clock. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah, it was a... Uh... They weren't in a hurry to get it done. <laughs> no. That was cool. <laughs> thought Draymond was going to shoot free throws with the ball just stuck up there. Yeah. <laughs> so number 44 on the season. What is that, our fifth one of the postseason? It's fourth or fifth. Uh, I don't have it written down here. But, uh, you know, look, are we hitting 50? Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. Single-digit games remain. <laughs> we would almost need a wedgie a game. Wedgie per night. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 44, I think, looks okay to me. You know, there was something about 42, <laughs> 43 with which just yeah, yeah felt really really low 44 yeah, far, know, far away enough from 40 that it's respectable <laughs> yeah, i think so yeah. i think so okay so let's get into the actual game here the warriors of course beating the mavericks 120 to 110 to return to the nba finals we get the gentleman sweep mm. You know, Luca and Dinwiddie in the third quarter made things interesting. Sure, it got a little uh, a little tighter there, and you had to stick around for the fourth. But uh, in the end, Warriors pretty dominant performance here. Well, it's the supporting cast. We just saw Draymond Green and uh, his friends around Steph after the Mavs finally slowed Steph. They produced. You got a good Clay game. First couple minutes. Clay took his time on a pass from Kevon Looney, the inside outside pass, and Clay was feeling good and just let it rip. And when you know Clay, uh, or when you see Clay hit a shot like that on a patient possession, you know you're going to get a good Clay game, and he just scorched. Best Clay game of the postseason 32 on 12 of 25 shooting. Clay just in his flow. And then I mentioned Kevon Looney, who made that inside-outside pass. You know, as series go on here in the playoffs, as you get into your Game 5, Game 6, there's going to be some clangers out there. There's going to be some missed shots. And Kevon Looney has perfected the offensive rebound, pinning his guy inside. He's the biggest guy on the floor a lot of the times. Looking forward to see him go against Robert Williams or Bam Adebayo in the finals. Uh, But if you can get seven extra possessions, he got seven offensive rebounds, a couple extra possessions per quarter that's hard to compete with uh, 18 boards overall mm-hmm. and again four assists i know people yearn for the the days of the center mm-hmm. you know kevon looney is that big center and he's even a little bit more athletic and agile you see him rolling to the hoop and dropping points in he can uh, be a sporting guy he only had 10 in this game but very 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 effective game and passing to guys like clay and we saw draymond green go up for a monster dunk there where he mm-hmm. wedged it his best game of the playoffs, his best game in years in the postseason. Uh, Draymond Green hitting layups off the window from the wing. You know, he doesn't have a lot of those in the bag, but when you see him hit a layup, it's usually straight on. So he had some touch. He was the outlet at the right time in this game occasionally. Uh, 17 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. Those three guys providing when Steph couldn't provide, and that's just this very, very difficult uh, to really deal with them. So they are ready for the finals, and they celebrated 
this uh, the, like yeah. the, you know they were extremely happy after those two off years of not making it. Uh, this was uh, I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect if they were gonna really feel it and really revel in it because, as we said off the top, these guys are champs and uh, they're ready to get four more. But they really took that trophy uh, presentation seriously. They took <laughs> they took the the conference finals MVP seriously, which uh, is good. I think. You could. You, it's the inaugural they, one. You gotta take it. Seriously. You could. Well, you could scoff at it. They could say, "Who cares?" I mean, we've won the title. Yeah. And uh, for the NBA's sake, it's good for them because otherwise, it's all up to the players and if they respect it or not. Right. So they did, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed the the uh, the post game ceremony as well. So these Warriors now, they join the Jordan led '90s Bulls, the '80s Lakers. Mm-hmm. They're led by you know Magic Johnson and Kareem and all that. Bill Russell's Celtics in the fifties and sixties as the only franchises to make it to the NBA Finals at least six times in an eight-year span. It really is impressive after those two like injury-plagued seasons here. Um, but what do you think of this game and this series uh, and and where they head now? Well, uh, yes, last night's game the Mavs certainly didn't lie down. They they fought. They got it back to within eight points there in the third quarter. They were on that fifteen-zero run, and you were you could sort of feel oh. Kevin Harlan and Reggie sort of like oh maybe Luca's in for something special. Luca was hitting some insane shots. Yeah. But the problem was you could also see that Luca's legs were starting to uh, get a bit heavy there. And even Van Gundy on the broadcast was saying, like, these shots are great when they go in, but when they're missing, he, he didn't really drive, he didn't really penetrate enough. And so you always felt an experienced team like the Warriors were going to sort of counter-punch. And they did. And once they got it out there again, it was tough to see the Warriors getting back into it. But, uh, sorry, the Mavericks. Um, a disappointing series overall, I think. Um, go back to game two there. They had that big halftime lead. That's, I think, where the Mavericks really needed to win that game. They needed to really go back to Dallas, split 1-1. When they were down, and then, of course, they lose game three, it was like, well, it's, it's pretty much a wrap now. And then the Warriors, you know, game four happened. So they really did show that, you know, I know myself and Trey picked the Mavericks because I believe they could have done it, but they probably got exposed a little bit for living and dying by the three and not really having much else. I think that's really what it came down to, whereas the uh, the, the the Warriors had several contributors, obviously Steph and obviously Clay, but Kevon Looney, he had a really good series, just filling in the blanks so, there. He averaged 11 and 11 and shot 70 plus percent yeah. from the floor in the conference. And line. that for a guy like him to just embrace that role is like, he understands exactly where he is. They're not running plays for him, they're not giving him shots, but go out there, run to the lane, you'll get some baskets, especially against a team without had a real interior presence there so I thought he was fantastic and I thought Wiggins was not so good last night overall he was really good Jordan Poole had his moments Draymond you mentioned like so everyone from the Warriors seemed to have at least a couple of moments in the series whereas the Mavs it was Luca, and then it was kind of like either guys were just completely feast or famine and uh, that was where it sort of caught up with Dallas a bit so congrats to the Warriors uh, they'll be favourite now going in no matter who they face they're at home they're fresh they're no injury concerns uh, it is quite a return considering you know for the last two seasons they didn't even make the playoffs mm-hmm. um, so now they're back there so congrats to them yeah I can't think of things uh, you know more demoralising than you actually stop the Warriors like they miss a shot be it Curry, Clay, whatever, and then Looney grabs the rebound. It's like, oh my god, because that was happening there a couple times in this game. It's like you, you stopped them. That was the dagger, but no doubt. You got to get the rebound, and there was that one play. It happened like Looney, I think, got the rebound twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive rebounds, give him another chance, and I think they splashed a three. Clay hit be- a three on that. Yeah, one. yeah. like a twelve god. point game, yeah. and then it was a fifteen Ugh. point game, but it also felt like a thirty point yeah. game. Yeah. Like uh, you tweeted at me, is it Southern lawyer time? I engaged, yeah, but it didn't really feel realistic <laughs> no, right. to me that it was happening. But the war, but shout out to the Mavericks. They played a lot better in the second half, and I think they have a chance to win last night. If Luca has a better first half, that was 
Not great no, from Luca. No. Two for 12. Brunson also, I thought, didn't come to play in the first half. Those two went a combined four for 18. And Luca, to me, just looked like he was kind of taken out of the game by the officiating. He was driving a ton in the first half, getting to the rim. But the refs were not calling any fouls at the rim for either side. I mean, there were a lot. There was a lot of contact at the rim for both sides. He seemed to be getting upset and flustered oh, yeah. with it. He wasn't getting back on defense. Meanwhile, the role players on the Mavericks were actually shooting the ball pretty well. Dinwiddie had a nice game. Uh, it looked like Luca was kind of not showing up compared to everybody else on the Mavericks. The second half was a different story. 22 points, 8 of 16, but he just looked really defeated to me in that, in that first half, and that's when... Uh, the Warriors were able to build a huge lead. It was very much the strength in Warriors. Strength, strength in numbers, numbers Warriors. Yeah. You know, they had six players in double digits, 36 assists to 45 makes. The ball movement was incredible. You mentioned Draymond. I just went through, like, the past 10 years of conference finals MVPs, and it was crazy going through the box scores from, like, the previous iterations of the Warriors, and Draymond is, like, 25 points per game. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility to see him have huge box score numbers. So to see that again last night, 17 points, 9 assists. When he's aggressive, it makes the Warriors look so much better. And they also still got great, like, performances from Bielitsa and Moody yeah. in the second mm. quarter. They were really kind of the key to blowing this game open for Golden State. So... Uh, a missed opportunity for the Mavericks, no doubt, in Game 2. I thought they had a chance uh, to pull an upset last night if they would have gotten consistent effort throughout the game. But the Warriors, Warriors them. That's yeah. what it came down to. Yeah. Golden State, 9-0 and at the Chase Center here in the postseason. Yeah. People thought they threw Game 4 on purpose <laughs> to be a real gentleman about it. Here's the game. Let us go back, get some gate money, and uh, take care of business there. But mm. uh, they tied the 2017 team, I read, for the most consecutive home wins in a single postseason in NBA history. Yeah. So far, nobody's been able to beat them there no. uh, in the Bay. But uh, Steph got the Magic Johnson Conference Finals MVP award. He averaged like... 23 7 and 7 I think he shot 44 yeah. 44 you know in 80 sort of at the line and it's amazing it's like those are great numbers those are good numbers but it's like you know Curry even has another yeah. level but he you know they did a great job of trying to get it out of his hands at times, and he's such a great playmaker, too. It's uh, He's an underrated skill of his, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Zilla had a really good um, write-up this morning about just how Steph, throughout his entire career, has been more than happy to sort of defer for at other oh, times. Yeah. You know, during the Kevin Durant years, there was never any, like, Steph wanting to be the man uh, at times. You know, he was he's always happy to just win. He doesn't really... I'm sure he would love a finals MVP. He's probably favourite going into it now for the finals. But I think Steph really does encompass all of that about it's about the team it's about winning he's willing to sacrifice he even said last night you know clay had uh the eight threes he was going to clay happy to see clay get his moment steph doesn't need to be the one who gets all the attention all the glam it's great that he gets this uh this trophy because you know Fake the, trophy. <laughs> other other guys had good performances but steph is still the one who deserved it he was still the best mm -hmm. most consistent player on the team even though as you mentioned there the numbers are modest by his standards right, and we've right. seen Steph you know easily he could uh, put up significantly more than that but I don't think he will I don't think his motivation is to go out there and say right this MVP trophy finals MVP trophy is mine no matter what He's out there. If he averages 27 and 7 again like that yeah. and they win, he won't care if Andrew Wiggins gets it. I, re I really, truly believe that that is uh, the way Steph is. He's very happy for his teammates. And he also does really you know, support those guys like a Looney and a Jordan Poole and Moody, those younger guys. He wants to bring them uh, mm -hmm. up to the understanding that they're just as important to the team uh, as, as Steph is in a different role. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was averaging 28 before this game. And that 15-point night dropped him down. Right. Uh, he, so his numbers were fantastic, and 
it was easily given to him, no doubt. And a very funny moment after the game, because Andre Godala is still on this team, if you do remember. He doesn't play, <laughs> but after the uh, he was given the trophy, named it named him uh, by uh, Sean Livingston, which was interesting. Sean Livingston coming out and, and giving him the uh, the trophy. Andre Godala said, all right, now you're happy because Iguodala <laughs> yeah, yeah. won it in 15. But that's still, again, that's why I say fake trophy because that was the finals MVP. Now, now Steph, want, I'm sure he wants this finals MVP. But, yeah, of course he doesn't care. He's, uh, he's the he's the Tim Duncan of this team. He's a quiet leader uh, and – They've been doing it for so freaking long. And, and I know our friend Zach Lowe recently said that they're trying to emulate the Spurs and trying to have a 20-year run. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting to about 10 years here since they won their first uh, postseason uh, series in 2013. So they're 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 going for it. And, yeah. and, and a great article on The Athletic about you know, Steph could have easily demanded that they didn't draft or James Wiseman and Moses Moody and, and continued to, you know, go in that direction. While at the same time, you know, trying to win championships, he could have easily said, trade one of those guys. Let's, right. get, let's get a vet in here. But obviously, he's the man, and that's why they're so damn good. Let's talk a little bit about Dallas. Um, what, what's the biggest question surrounding the Dallas Mavericks this offseason to you? Well, I think the season, the way it ended, is a little bit like what happened to the Hawks last season. As far as they got to the conference finals, probably a little bit ahead of schedule there. A little bit surprising to certainly beat the uh, Phoenix Suns in that second round. The Hawks, remember, were down against Philadelphia. Then Trey had the great thing and a bit of chaos engulfed the team. And then the Hawks made it to the conference finals behind their one superstar, Trey Young. But then the Hawks sort of fell in love with that and thought, hey, maybe we're actually better than we thought and they didn't make any moves. I think that would, that's got to be the problem here for the Dallas Mavericks is not to think, hey, we made the conference finals, we're close, we only need a little piece. I think they need a bigger piece. They've got a lot of, in my opinion, three and four type guys, you know, mm-hmm. like a Dinwiddie, even a Brunson, Klebus, Finney Smith. These guys are like good when you have, but you need that second or that 1A to Luca, which they don't have. They tried that with Porzingis, didn't work out, moved on, sort of struck gold a little bit oh there with, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> with Dinwiddie. Less so Bertans, but still. So I think there's definitely a role there for, for Dinwiddie going forward, but they still need that second guy who can really change things. And it's prob- and you don't think that can be Brunson? I don't think so. I don't think he's a number two. Yeah. I think he's more a number three, four sort of guy. He started off incredible against the Jazz. He you know, slowed down a little bit. That was to be expected. I think he was uh, you know, outplaying his own expectations against Utah. But they need, I think, a big because they basically start Dwight Powell and then yank him and just try to spread the floor. It worked to a point. But I don't think that's the key to long-term success. I don't think you can play your entire season and hope to play like that. I think you need a little bit more um, substance behind that. Who that big is? Oof, great question. Great. Question. I'm glad I'm not Nico Harrison or uh, Mark Cuban right now because I don't think you can just go out and sign a guy. Look, they'd be they'd love DeAndre Ayton, I think, if they could get their hands on him. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> right, but right. but that's the sort of player. And even even Ayton is not maybe necessarily a two, but he certainly incre- uh, improves them and upgrades their team. But they certainly need someone else who they can really rely on because Bullock and Finney Smith and those guys. You're always kind of like, oh, what are we going to get out of these guys tonight? You can't really rely on them. So for me, that's their biggest focus is is getting that second option. How they do it, well, uh, that's for them to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> you deal with it. Uh, so here's what, what they're sort of looking at this offseason, just to set the table, I guess. They do, in theory, have Tim Hardaway Jr. returning to this team. He is on the squad, and he was out there with the broken right foot, so he should be there. They have their first-round pick for this year, okay, and they have like a, an $11 million trade exception that expires at the end of June. And they have, like you're saying here, all they have a bunch of tradable contracts, I think. It's like something like 13 players, Bobby Mark said, between like basically $3 million and $20 million, like in that window. 
So, what, what do you do with that? Can you move those key packages? But then, Tass, of course, the question is, Jalen Brunson, are you keeping him? How much are you paying him? How vital is he to, to this team moving forward? Is he not? Is there a sign-and-trade possibility? Um, that's fascinating to me. And, and other, of course, what other team is like willing to be like, yeah, we love Jalen Brunson. He could he could be our starting point guard. Here's a $25-plus-million-dollar contract, you know, something like that. Yeah, Brunson is interesting in all the questions about can he be a number two they had great chemistry on the offensive end. I think where they lost this series is on the defensive end. They didn't hold the Warriors to under 109 points in five straight games. So my question with Brunson is him and Doncic in the backcourt. You look on the other side. Steph Curry was the worst defensive player in that starting five throughout the last, you know, through the entire dynasty. So if Brunson and Doncic can't step up defensively, I think is is the bigger worry because Brunson's a tiny guy. He's yeah. he's six one beside Doncic who, you know, he takes some possessions off defensively. So I'm buying that backcourt. I th- I think you can you you can be decent if you get a big five back there to uh, be a rim protector. So I would pay Brunson. I think this chemistry is great. I I don't think they repeat what the Hawks did last season. I think they come out and have a great year next year. Doncic has to be a little bit better conditioned athlete. Sure. Have your off-season beer, sure. Have your off-season hookah, but be uh, you know be a curry in the gym. I think uh, he's got to be a. He can't wear it down. But this is his first conference finals. As many games as he played in Europe, he's never had to go through an 82 game series plus series plus series plus series where he's had to play in May and June. So I, I think he'll be focused on that. Uh, and can uh, to me, it's do they have enough pieces defensively? Throwing Tim Hardaway in there, I, I I would stick with this core. And as you said about the the Bobby Marks comment about all those tradable assets. They did it with Porzingis. They they somehow turned Porzingis into Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Burton. So now they have, you know, more tradable pieces. That was the key, I think, to that Porzingis deal. These pieces that they have now are far more tradable. So, yeah, I, I think they. I, I just look at the the team around Steph. You had Harrison Barnes and Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston types, long, long dudes. And I'm a little worried about Brunson and Doncic in the backcourt. As your non-long dudes, you know, <laughs> non-longs. non-longs. That's 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 my worry. But uh, I don't know if if you if you tinker around that. I believe in Brunson. I think he's only going to get better. Really, Trey, what do you think? I kind of think the Mavs need to upgrade a little bit here because you look at the salary cap for next season: nineteen mil to Tim Hardaway Jr., eighteen mil uh, to Spencer Dinwiddie, then plus whatever you're paying to Bullock. Like that's a lot of money to spend on a guard rotation when none of those guards are probably all-star players really I mean maybe Brunson gets to one at some point in his career but I like him as a player I definitely like him a lot more at 1.8 million than 25 million but if somebody's gonna pony up the money for Brunson I think that the that the Mavs should match that offer basically I know it's different because he's not gonna be a restricted free agent but they can pay him more than anybody else can and they probably should do that because otherwise this could end up very similar to like LeBron his first run with Cleveland where Clearly, he's one of the best players in the league, and you're just trying to get, like, little bits of veteran talent around him, and it works because the one player is so good, but you need a second guy out there, and I think that watching this through, the defense was a problem, and I think part of that is they need an upgrade at center, and they need an upgrade in athleticism. Like, the Mavs play pretty slow. Even their most athletic guys are, like, Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith, who aren't, like, 
expressing that athleticism out there, right? Like they're not running up and down the court uh, or flying around. So I think they could use an athletic wing as well. I mean, the Mavericks have a great start because they got Doncic and he's one of the best guys, but he gets expensive next year as well. He's making $36 million yeah. instead of $10 million. So things are getting expensive. And to me, Luka's good enough right now that you can kind of combine these Lego contracts to try and find a better star out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jalen Brunson is better than Terry Rozier? Yes. 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 Yeah. Then you're looking at about a contract four year, ninety six million. Oh, that's yeah. what Terry Rozier got. So that's Brunson's looking. Wow. At, it's going to be looking at something like twenty five, twenty six, oh, yeah. maybe twenty seven million a year. I would expect it. Ah, there's some team would definitely pay Jalen Brunson that if it's not the Mavs. So that's why yeah, you Mavs- say that. But like, I mean, teams with obviously cap space this summer, um, you know, it'd be your Pacers and your Pistons. You know, Pistons have been sort of linked with uh, Brunson for a long yeah. time. The idea of bringing in like a a good point guard like that. Um, but there's not a lot of teams, I guess. What I'm getting at. And even some of them that have the cap space, cap space may not need a point guard. Yeah, so. but that, that, you only need one team, and then yeah. the Mavs, that's that's what they're up against. So, But also, as well, the Mavs can't try to lowball, and they know that that's what his market value is now. So if you're going in less than $20 million a year, that could oh, be yeah. you know, that could be one of those, oh, well, I'm insulted, so I'm going to sign with someone else. <laughs> so uh, you, you almost have to pay him, and then it, it's like, well, if it doesn't work out, it's still a contract that we can move mm-hmm. to try to upgrade. And the Mavs have to fix the roof. That's expensive. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you weren't yeah. here when we were no, talking no, about the no, league. No. I said I was thinking about you up in your attic all the time, anytime there's <laughs> yeah, a league. I was up there just the other day. We had the uh, rainstorm oh, down. I woke up. I found a shingle on the ground. What's going on? You got something. You got hosed, I think, on your I roof. think so. I think so. I had to call Beto, hey. Can you come out and have a squeeze upstairs? So uh, this guy like is at your house every time. I know, I know, I know. I haven't heard had a squeeze in a while. That's nice. Nice to get back. Tass is right though. I do think uh, Luca conditioning is huge. Even Jason Kidd was kind yeah. of hinting at it in the post game press conference. And watching that game last night, that was the sweatiest Luca Doncic has ever been. He looked like Kramer when he didn't have water pressure, and his hair was all flat because he was covered in sweat because he played basically the entire second half. But as you saw, he played himself into shape this season. No doubt yeah. about it. And once he was finally in shape, he was an MVP caliber player. Yeah. Come in with that sort of mindset. You can win an MVP and make the Mavs look incredible. Yeah, his shape is just different to other guys' shape. Like, he doesn't look like it. No, but I don't think there. he's ever going to be, like, cut. No. This is conditioning. No, it's like Jokic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Do you think he was sweaty, though, than Tokyo last year for the Olympics? Uh, maybe maybe Tokyo, yeah. <laughs> Good call. I just, uh, I was like, <laughs> Luca looks so sweaty that he had bangs last night. They were, like, <laughs> hanging down onto his face. That was, that was wild. Like, from him. tip, almost. Like, <laughs> yeah, really yeah. early. Yeah, it was sometimes, he, he, you know, he didn't get back on D, and that was being highlighted on yeah. Twitter. It's it was it you know just gassed, also defeated because he's playing the Warriors. I don't think it was him pouting by any means, but what? a combination. I mean, he does that every single game though. This is not that's the crazy part about getting back on defense. Complains to the refs way too much. Well, yeah, he, he was, does. Yeah, he wasn't even complaining in this one. He just had his head down, well, yeah. just just kind of you know slow, and that's just growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's year four here. Well, let's hear from everybody out there. Uh, what's the biggest question surrounding the Mavericks offseason? And uh, even thoughts, of course, on the Warriors headed back to the NBA Finals six times in eight years. is a pretty incredible run. And we'll see who they're playing. And we'll talk about that Eastern Conference Finals game six in a second. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. We'll get to the preview of Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals in a second, but uh, as promised, let's hit the beach. Mm. Yeah, a little beach stepping, because it's the only place to read your emails and tweets. Send them in nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc, or leave them in the YouTube comments below this video. First one. From Reed. Hello, my no dunkaroonies. I was reading Jovan Buha's great piece on The Athletic about how the Lakers probably shouldn't bring back Russell Westbrook for next season. That got me thinking, where should he go then? In what system would this aging star, who's sometimes great but often bad, fit in? Would Russ accept a bench roll somewhere? Is he better off balling out in China? Would love to hear your thoughts. Churn up, dunk you guys, <laughs> possum. Again, that's from Reed in Kansas City. Uh, talking, talking Westbrook and what the Lakers are going to do with him here. Yeah, because he likely opts into next year's forty-seven milli. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, just to be clear, not a free agent. Most likely, he hasn't opted in quite yet. But yeah, one year left. Listen, I looked around. I, I was trying to be positive. I was trying to find an answer. And I, and I brought up the Hornets possibility a couple of weeks ago. There's a rumor going around. Uh, but uh, I couldn't find anybody. <laughs> I, I, I think I think about the scenario. What 
what scenario would he be good in? Obviously, it's uh, it's a Ben Simmons-like scenario. All shooters. The team would think that it would work. You know, like what he did with Houston. Let's open the floor. Let's trade Clint, Clint Capella and make it work. But even since those years with Houston, the numbers are dropping off. The below shooting percentages, below average shooting percentages in two point from two-point land, from three-point land. And he used to take more threes, so there was a little gravity there. And he used to hit him at a better rate. Now a career low in free throw attempts last year. So the package is dwindling a bit here. He's mm-hmm. going to become 34 at that 47 mil mark read. He ain't a role player. I don't think he's ready to accept that quite yet. <laughs> no. Maybe on another contract if you squint, you can see a Carmelo-like thing happening later in his career. Now, I didn't mind that Hornets hypothetical because it's kind of a a bad fit for a bad fit because they've got a couple years of Gordon Hayward left. It's sort of like the Porzingis thing. Uh, if 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 the Hornets are ready to pay Mello, LaMelo, and Bridges, <laughs> uh, then maybe they say, let's get off the books for a long-term deal in Gordon Hayward and get a short-term deal in Russell Westbrook. Right. So it's less it's less like a good fit there in Charlotte sure. and more like contract for contract. So I don't know if they I don't know if the Hornets do that though. And that, I don't like I don't like seeing him beside LaMelo. And then Buha in the article says teams are basically demanding the inclusion of at least <laughs> at least one first round pick mm-hmm. to take on Westbrook's massive expiring mm. contract. So like any of these teams are like uh, you know the Lakers are maybe calling, "Hey, any interest in Russ?" Yeah, but you know, we're going to need two feet. What you else know, you given us? First yeah. round picks, yeah. Uh, and that is what maybe uh, the, is keeping, you know, is probably holding the Lakers up a little bit. I, I don't think they want to attach picks, more picks to Russ going out. They don't have a lot as it is. No. So, yeah, well, what do you think here with Russ? Well, look, the thing is with Westbrook, uh, I love his effort, his work rate. He tries everything. He never takes a possession off. But he's also shown a reluctance to really adapt his game. And that's the problem here. He's not the same guy he was in the, that MVP season where he can just bulldoze his way inside and score. He averaged that 31-point triple-double in that first season there. Um, so he has to understand, if you want to be effective, you're going to have to adapt either your role or the way you play. He can't shoot. He's not a good shooter. He's not a three-point shooter. Jason Kidd wasn't a good three-point shooter, but he worked and worked and worked to become one. I don't know if that's the same with Westbrook where he could decide to become a really good three-point shooter. But he can still be effective if he drives inside and gets higher percentage looks and does then spread the ball out to uh, shooters on the wings and things like that. But I just feel that Westbrook's going to be like Mello was when he went to OKC and and they said, why don't you try coming off the bench? And he laughed as if like, I'm not coming off the bench. And I think that's, that's how I feel Westbrook would respond as well. But if he did embrace it, I can see him being an effective six man yeah. because then he gets that free reign to run the offense again and again, drive inside and score and get to the free throw line. But as a starter, especially on this team, it just doesn't work. So I think it's up to Westbrook to really decide if he can sort of put his ego to the side and say, all right, fine, I'll try a different role and see if he can be effective. Because like I say, you want guys like him on your team who give it everything. And that's one thing I always respect about Westbrook is sometimes that, you know, he, he overdoes it a little bit, but at least he never takes possessions off. You never see Westbrook out there just like goofing around. He tries his best. It's just his game hasn't been able to sort of keep up with his, uh, you know, as, as he's aged a little bit here. Trey, what do they do? Feels very much like the end of Allen Iverson's career where we're like, is he going to change his way of playing? Is he going to, you know, fit into a role player sort of role? That never happened with Allen Iverson, and Russell Westbrook has been as defiant about his game as Iverson ever was. Um, so to me, I think he might get John Wald just sent home, which is something Jovan Buha mentions here, because yep. like you're saying, Skeets, teams are asking for picks, one, maybe two, to take the Westbrook <laughs> contract, and the Lakers should not do that. No. It might be addition by subs- 
subtraction if you trade Westbrook in the picks, but those picks should be used to actually, like, tinker with the team. And, I mean, if the Lakers wanted to theoretically consider the future, they could. Doesn't seem like a likely scenario, but they should use... If they're going to use those picks and trades, those should be used to bring in players, not get rid of a player, because they need a whole bunch of things uh, to be competitive around LeBron and AD again. I kind of like the idea of Westbrook going back to OKC for a year, but do you want to take the ball out of Shea Gilgis-Alexander's hands? There's a lot of shots available in Orlando. You drafted a point guard last year, like you mentioned. Charlotte kind of makes sense from an L.A. perspective. Indiana kind of makes sense from an L.A. perspective, but they also have young point guards that you want handling the ball, so it's going to be tough to find a spot for Westbrook, it feels like, so maybe he's just told, you're going home for right now, will trade you closer to the trade. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there are four options, right? They can try and trade him, which they maybe are trying, but uh, they're not getting the deal they like. They could wave and stretch him. There is that option, in theory. Could buy him out. It's a whole lot of money. Or you run it back with him next season. Um, which, I mean... do it. ...is maybe the most realistic, if we're being honest. The hope that he... I don't think he's ever changing his game, but he plays better, that then would maybe increase his trade value a little bit. As you get closer to the deadline, it is an expiring deal, and then maybe there's a move there. But uh, I'm also sort of agreeing with Trey. Maybe the best move for the Lakers is to just not have them around at this point if they can't actually trade them here. I, yeah. It sounds crazy a little I, bit. I, but. They cannot possibly give up a first-round pick. To, no, 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 you know, no. That, that, that just wouldn't work. They've got the money. The Lakers aren't broke. So uh, if they just have to pay him to stay home, if that's the most effective thing to do, then they should do it. Yeah. Because even if you buy a guy out, that still goes against your cap. So mm-hmm. it doesn't create the necessary cap room what they're looking for here to, to sign somebody else. Ooh. Gonna be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody I, always I, has an opinion on Westbrook. That's uh, yeah, sure. you gotta assume he'll be back on the roster, whether or not they they give him the John Wall treatment. It's just uh, the way he's at this point. You know, he's he's not he's only thirty three. He's not ready to to go the Carmelo bench route. If you listen to his words after the year, he even said Frank Vogel didn't give me a fair shot. I mean, he started all the time, but I guess he didn't get <laughs> I guess he didn't get free run. So right now we're in the Iverson mode. If you want to be negative, that's where he's going to end. If you want to be positive, a couple of years, not now, he'll turn into Carmelo. But at, or, or at, Derek Rose or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. I guess that's uh, that's the positive way to spin it. But him also, you know, he definitely doesn't take possessions off, but he doesn't work defensively no, ra- around no. around LeBron, <laughs> and it's just not a good fit. Next one here. Greetings, gentlemen. Skeets often refers to Hornets wingman P.J. Washington as... Chevy tracks. That's right. I found this interesting and had me thinking, what other NBA players could you compare to vehicles? How about Hassan Whiteside as a Tesla? Why? Because like Whiteside, Teslas have no engine. So have at it. What other NBA players could you compare to vehicles? Keep up the great work. Been a fan of you guys since I was in ninth grade back when you were the starters. Uh, That's from Connor in Lorette, Manitoba. I looked it up. Never heard of it. Me neither. South of Winnipeg. <laughs> Pretty small little place. Uh, Very nice. I think 15,000. Connor, thank you for the email. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, great great question. Let's compare some players to vehicles. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> funny talking about the rain and the roof uh, just the other day because yeah. you had to call uh, Beto. And he came around in his uh, in his, in his his vehicle. He's, um, he's, it's not a four-wheel drive. It's like a, it's a utility vehicle, okay. right? It's got all sorts of things in the back of it. 
Yeah. You know, like, so you're not, if you look at him, you wouldn't think, okay, that guy's going to re- repair the roof. He's a handyman. He's a general contractor. He yeah, does yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. So does he have a pickup truck? Or It's you, like a pickup or truck. Or like a van. But, no, it's not a van. What would I call it? It's like a, it's like a, with, with a tray on the back, you know, it's not a, a it's not a pickup van, but it's like <laughs> the, uh, it's like a utility vehicle. You know, and he sort of he sort of made it so he's just thrown all the tools. Okay. He's got a ladder got and like a saw. Sort of a trailer. trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, so uh, again, he's a, got a lot. A man, a man of many uh, skills and talents, and that's where I think Marcus Smart is kind of in the NBA. You know, okay. like Mark Smart, not really a point guard, but he plays point guard. You know, he's a bit of an undersized big defender sometimes. Yeah. He has to defend the big guys. He flops around. He can hit the three. He can get hot from downtown. Yeah. He can do all that. So if you look at Marcus Martin, you say, what's his best strength? It's like, well, he does a little bit of everything. So yeah. he's a bit like Beto, my uh, roof repairer slash handyman. Right. Man. So he's like a utility vehicle. A utility vehicle, sort. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You got any other, uh, any other comparisons, players to vehicles? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, do you know what the Chrysler 300 is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you describe it for some of the um i would describe it as it looks like a rolls royce and that's what they're trying to do it try it kind of looks like um like a luxury cruise they're trying to emulate yeah, yeah definitely for sure. okay but Let's... it's not a luxury cruise right because it's the chrysler 300 so that's jordan pool because steph curry is the rolls royce mm. but you squint right pretty similar sure you know like maybe you can't afford a three hundred thousand dollar rolls royce but how about a thirty thousand dollar Chrysler three hundred? That cheap? That's a good mm. price. I don't know. I didn't look smooth. I have no idea how much cars cost. <laughs> it's hard. It's very difficult. Yeah, but that's because my other comparison is to my current car. I'm driving a two thousand five Toyota Highlander with three hundred and twenty three thousand miles. Oh, yeah. Udonis has it. Ah, yeah. Can't believe it still runs. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's. A, but you got to play. You, play you, you can hear Trey coming from miles away. You can hear oh, that thing. That's, that's, that's like the that. definition of a jalopy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you see Udonis Haslam in a uh, in a player's huddle sometimes, you know, just like really getting into the young guys. That's like Trey's car there. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rattling up the yeah. street. I always make sure to turn off my air conditioning before I get near you guys because I don't mind the, like the clickety rattling, but the squeaky rattling. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. It's like people really look at you. <laughs> Okay, you got any uh, comparisons here? No, I, I do want to bring up the, the reference about... Um, Whiteside? Hassan Whiteside yeah, and Tesla. not having an engine. I mean, that's the term for a guy who's got a, a motor, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when will it change? When are we going to change to say that guy's got the battery? I mean, it's not. It doesn't roll off the tongue <laughs> as much. But forgot to Tesla's plug in before going. the game or something like that. Mm. If he has a bad game, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to plug in. I mean, the Energizer Bunny. That's a battery. Mm. It's different. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> but Tesla's go. They do go. They, they can stay on the they road. They do have engines. <laughs> Can't saying? go long. They have a battery. Yeah. I guess. You could also come up with a comparison of a player that, well, what what do you mean? It can only, at a certain point, they have to recharge. So does everything. (laughs) Gas. Gas. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying a gas vehicle, well, correct me if I'm wrong, a gas vehicle can still go further than uh, a majority of the car. Depends on the car. Oh, well, okay. Things have changed. That's that's why I'm seeing all these Teslas around Atlanta now, is it? They're everywhere. They are everywhere. Stop spending your time on Twitter and go and make the battery last so you can drive, <laughs> you know, 1,000 miles at a time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How long can yours go? Uh, you don't have a Tesla. But. No, we have a Nissan Leaf. It's it, it's about 100 miles. I uh, know uh, it's... Uh, 
It's about ninety miles. Oh, okay. But 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 <laughs> those are yeah. old. That's yeah. Not okay. yeah, it's like five well, years old. Point. But but that's the thing is like you can't. It's like you can't go to the gas station and just fill up and boom, you're up, you're ready right. to go again. You got to charge it for like hours, or depending on if you got a sure. supercharger and stuff sure. like that. I mean, so that's a Udonis Haslam. That's that's an older vehicle. <laughs> yeah, fresh. The fresher ones are. They got, they got some juice. Fresh. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, that's a fun question for everybody out there uh, in the stream team right now, listening, watching later. <laughs> Let's hear your best uh, comparisons for vehicles to NBA players and why, of course. you got to break it down. I think Connor would really enjoy that. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Um, obviously, in Boston, they can close this series out and get us ready for the finals between the Warriors or Celtics or the Heat. Can they stay alive here and give us a Game 7, baby? Uh, Trey, what are you watching for in this one? I'm watching for two things in order. First and foremost is Jimmy Butler back. Mm. Are we getting the Jimmy Butler that we saw in the first two games of this series? 70 points, 26 free throw attempts. Since then, 27 points and 6 free throw attempts. He (sighs) is obviously banged up, but he's out there playing. A lot of minutes. So you got to produce. No excuses. It's the playoffs. Second thing goes from there. If Jimmy's not looking like Jimmy, then we need to see Bam Adebayo from Game 3. 31 points would be awesome but i'm more interested in 22 shots and six assists handle the ball make plays and most importantly be aggressive yeah put some pressure on be them. aggressive yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's those true. are the two things for me it's like jimmy has to be awesome and if jimmy's not awesome then bam has to be awesome otherwise you're going against two great celtics players with a solid squad around them so it's going to be tough uh playing uphill no doubt for Miami. I, I think you're going to know what type of butler you're getting in the first like 90 seconds of this so. game. Yeah. You're either going to be like, uh-oh, he's still, of course, like, uh, you know, injured here probably and not going to have the juice tonight, needs to plug in, mm. get that battery uh, <laughs> all charged. Or, or you know, maybe, you know, obviously uh, feels a little bit better for whatever reason here in game six and, and maybe get a, a Jimmy of old in this series. Uh, but I think you're going to know really early here because you've been able to tell the last two or the it, last one. At least, right. I I, I, yeah. Even if Jimmy isn't kicking it even if he isn't a brand new tesla plaid maybe (laughs) maybe 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 the supporting cast can come through if you're looking at looking at the celtics team no one's can score in in this series and yes the celtics have incredible players up top and and they're still able to produce here but if you you know look at what happened in game five of the warriors series steph had a 15 point game they're still able to pull it out with some great performances. So, yeah, Bam has to be at least decent. And I'm hoping, wishing for a Kyle Lowry game because now this is his fourth consecutive game playing. And I think that's got to put him in a bit of a flow. And I think watching him in Game 3, he was, yeah, furious with himself for missing shots. But I I don't think he was really limping around. Obviously, his hamstring's not 100%. But I think here, just getting into a rhythm, we might see some Lowry shots go down. Because when he signed this three-year, $90 million deal, this is the moment. This is the moment that he was signed Mm -hmm. for just to help when Jimmy's not 100%. When Kawhi wasn't having a great Game 6 Kyle showed up. So just a couple bangers, a, a couple shots to go down. And, and I, I think that he's healthy enough to hit a few shots. So I'm, I'm waiting for at least, a, you know, an 18, a 20-point game from Kyle. Yeah, in games four and five here of the Eastern Conference Finals, your guys that play the one, two, three positions just can't hit a shot. Mm. So Jimmy, 7-32 combined in games four and five. And then the duo, the backcourt duo of Lowry and Max Struess are a combined one for 28. Yeah. Over two games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Tassa's right. I mean, yeah. Lowry, 
Struce, both of them, they have to hit some shots here, especially if Jimmy is not going to be like game one. Two. Yeah, but my concern is that Lowry isn't uh, fully healthy because no, too, yeah. because his shots have been looking so bad. Like it's not like he just had an off night. It's like they're flat, they're straight, they're not like they're not got that beautiful arc. He's not stepping into those. So, and I think PJ Tucker's probably not 100 percent healthy either. So when you look at that starting lineup, Lowry, Butler, and Tucker probably. Are about seventy percent max between them, and uh, that's really that's when you need the other max to step up and hit some shots. He's got no excuse. He should be out there firing away and uh, knock him in. But yeah, the last two games, the Heat have scored eighty and eighty-two points. Their offense right. is uh, struggling, and for the Celtics, that to me is like if you can get out early on a big lead, the Heat just might not have the firepower right, to get right. back into it. And uh, the Celtics just take care of the ball. Don't hurt your well, yeah. yourself, and you're yeah. probably good. You'll that's stop right. them enough. And that's right. Them, so. it, that, Ninety-five points could be more than enough here for the Celtics to close that out, which they should be able to get. And again, knowing that, okay, if you win tonight, you don't have to go to Miami and potentially win a Game 7 down there. You get almost a week to rest up before you have to fly across the country to face the mm-hmm. Warriors. So the incentive and the motivation for Boston should be, whoops, end this tonight if we can. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this series? Do you think it ends tonight? You do. I you do, got yeah. nodding away I do over now. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, the injury report. Like, what do we know? Who's even playing? <laughs> I just Tell you're playing. Didn't see any of those uh, guys on there. So, as far as I know, it just hasn't been released yet. Okay. I mean, I know Robert Williams obviously was mm. probably probably is questionable. He was looking banged up in Game Five. I, I assume Smart is still there. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit of like who even knows who's playing. And the Tyler Hero one is a massive one. Mm-hmm. Can, can he play? Is he playing? Because he missed the last two. And if he does play, can he give them any juice there? I guarantee the backcourt's going to hit a shot if Tyler Hero plays. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you, were, you were telling me he was playing in game That's five. That's what he told he me. Yeah, he <laughs> I, I believed him. Yeah. What was he trying to sell me with those glasses? <laughs> According to ESPN, the Celtics, eight and a half point favorite tonight. Wow. That's a pretty healthy odd line there. Everyone just listed as day-to-day, except for Sam Howe. He's out. Definitely Sam Hauser. Oh, no Hauser. What? Uh, yeah, Doogie will not be there. So. <laughs> if you right. call him that. <laughs> How could you not? Because well, they don't know what Doogie Hauser is. Any of them know Doogie Hauser. Maybe Sam. Al Horford. He said it like day one. And they're like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, but Sam, I must have been like, all right. Because isn't that coming back anyway? I think that was coming back too. Probably. Yeah. Doogie? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Oh, all right. Trey did a Doogie Howser, didn't you? You missed a year of school, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I skipped first grade and wow. had curly hair as a child. You're the Doogie Howser of the No Dogs. <laughs> did, no like, did you like that show? Oh, I didn't uh, mind it. Frankie, was that his friend? Frankie or Freddie? Don't ask me. I, I know very, know very little I think it was Frankie or Freddie. He was the sort of scammer dude, you know, the... Like, uh, he was always looking to, you know, make side deals and things like that. Doogie was the smart one. You're right. There is a there is a Doogie Howser remake. Yeah. <laughs> what a it's surprise. Already in the season two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a what shock. They, the only thing they haven't remade is Back to the Future because they can't. Hmm. Well, they haven't remade Elf yet either. <laughs> but you know what? It's they take <laughs> Apparently, he might. It's Elf coming. might be uh, showing up in Stranger Things 4. Uh, Did you hear this rumor going? No, really? I didn't. No. No, <laughs> no idea. It's true. Back to the Future was technically a remake anyway because they started shooting with Eric Stoltz and then they're like, get out of here. And they went with Michael J. Fox. So. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's hear everybody's predictions. Uh, it sounds like everybody here is saying the Celtics are ending it, but not me. Not me. Lowry's hitting some threes tonight. They're going to drop for him, and I think this is going to give us a game seven, baby. Uh, on what would that be on Sunday, right? If uh, if it yes. goes to seven, yes. we will see. Let's take our final break. When we come back, though, Tassie, he's got tweet of the night, and I got some rapid fire questions for the table, so don't go anywhere. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. 
love a hang-loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, let's start wrapping up this week in style. We'll get to rapid-fire questions in a second, but Tass, you got Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet off. All right, this one comes from friend of the show, Rob Lopez. It's a bit of a visual one. Post-game, Warriors are celebrating. And I always love a good celebratory hat. Mm. Uh, So, as Rob Lopez wrote, uh, the key word being huge. Huge fan of the 2022 NBA Finals hats taking a page out of the NBA Finals logo from 96 and 99. So we see them rocking it. Let's see the logo, JD. Yeah, Yeah, nice. some similarities there. Uh, the the huge comparison uh, or the huge worded to me it's about the the size of the hat it's a big it, hat it's a large hat it's a big old hat but nostalgia brings me back for the logo and the size of the hat I mean I don't mind that it's a big big bucket hat you can <laughs> you can hold a lot of things in that hat it's just large from from brim to roof yeah. It's uh, it's pretty big. <laughs> I guess they it's... thought that Zaza was still on the team there somewhere because uh, <laughs> I remember seeing Zaza with a Finals champion uh, hat on one time, and he's got a big old head oh. and it fit pretty uh, snugly on there. So, uh, but you see, like Gary Payton the second in that one. I mean, even Steph, you put a little curve on it, it'll fit. It'll fit. <laughs> it'll fit. It'll fit. But yeah, it's it's tall. Yeah, these uh, they went with like a dad hat recently. I feel like, but this they're going big. <laughs> they're going tall. Tall hats are back. It actually reminded me of this hat that somebody hooked us up with at a All Star Weekend, not too long ago. This starters hat, which always looked like a very NASCAR-y to me, yeah. just because it has a very big, a very big top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. This is a good hat. This is this is what those championship hats remind me. Yeah. It's, the nice logo hat. is like the logo is too big and yeah. it's also like too high on that. <laughs> it's yeah, like that. Uh, it's bit. like that Air Jordan one we saw with the big butt. Uh, you know, it's like a, a knockoff. Yeah. Not quite right, but close enough. You know? <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're big hats. I mean, I thought. Yeah, they, they, I think it looks silly on Curry. 
if I'm being honest. Really? It's too big. I, th- yeah. I thought he rocked it. Okay. <laughs> too big. No, there he is. Yeah. He looks like he looks big. like an eight-year-old. Yeah. Shouldn't there's someone in the stream team saying it? Shouldn't they wear uh, top hats for the gentleman? Ah, uh, yes. Like, you know, that's a great, great call. <laughs> I know you. You're a fan of the tall hats trade during the the Braves run. Uh huh. You were throwing up tall hats on Twitter. Could you just? use that as is and call it oh, a tall hat yeah that's that's taller than a 5950 i think like a one of the standard new eras or at least as tall yeah. um so you could easily throw like a high top fade under there nobody would even know yeah it's 90s baby it's 90s it baby is, it is. sure i guess so. they made the logo huge though that logo is gigantic yeah, what's the like thinking behind that? Just so we can see it in photos, like easy. I mean, yeah, I think that's I guess what so. Rob's saying. It's just trying to make it as close to the the monster logo as I possible. Guess, I guess. Well, they nailed it. Um. All right. Good tweet of the night. Yeah. Good why tweet. not? Good. A lot of clothing uh, talk mm. on this show. Started with it. And we're basically ending with it. All right. It's time for rapid fire. Yeah. According to the New York Daily News, Christian Winfield. We talked about this, but uh, Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant. Hasn't spoken with the team's front office since being swept in the first round. No call, no text, no email, no fax, no know, nothing. <laughs> so, my question is, who's someone you guys have maybe been meaning to reach out to, but you haven't for whatever reason? Tess. My Aunt Mary. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> along with my mom, they had uh, an incredible dolmades recipe, if you, if you guys mm. know. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the, like the the vine, grape with, leaves. Yeah, yep. wrapped with, with the, like rice or other things as well. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 people, yeah. Different people wrapping, and so yeah, they had the best recipe. Do you do it? How, did you like them cold? Did you eat them? Uh, I've had them both. Yeah, it's um, a big Armenian thing. To yeah. Eat cold. yeah, yeah, but I mean, probably cold. Probably. Yeah, yeah. people do cold or room I, temperature. I like them. I like them a little room temperature or warmer. But you can go hot. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why. See, I'd prefer that. Yeah, hot's the best. Yeah, with a little egg lemon sauce that uh, the Greeks do. So Mary's gonna give it to me. Mary's gonna give me the recipe. That's great. And uh, I can't wait to wrap some. I don't cook, but I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna wrap some rice and beef and some leaves. Uh, my mom always used to just jump out of the car and find some on the side of the road. Oh yeah, I'll use these. <laughs> Bang. Grape leaves? Yeah. Uh, sometimes they grow wild. Sometimes she do dandelion leaves. She could just spot them miles wow. away. I see him. I see him, Tass. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, my Aunt Mary's going to make these Aunt happen. Aunt Mary, we got to reach out to her. Okay. Mm. Trey, what about you? Uh, you. You, actually. Why? Yeah. Uh, I want to borrow your power washer. <laughs> I've been saying this for months. I, and literally, I only remember when it's like a question like this mm. comes up. Who have you been meaning to reach out to? And then I think about it. But now's not the right time. Like, I'm leaving for the weekend. I'm not going to have a chance to power wash anything. We're doing a show right now. So, uh, somebody tweet at me. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Wednesday okay. afternoon to ask you to borrow your power washer. My deck has a lot of scum on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta get the scum off. Great timing. Just yeah. got it back from my buddy Grish. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's why I was waiting, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No it's, a, it's a good thing to have the power washer. You feel pretty <laughs> tough. God, I feel so tough. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk so around like this. So powerful. Yeah. Draped around my shoulders. Uh, I feel weak trying to put it in a car, though. Things heavy. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit clunky. It definitely is clunky. Yeah. Well, the one we use, anyways. Yeah, you got the the hose and all that, and it does it never wraps around properly. Uh, you know what I did? I got rid of the box that uh, it was obviously in. Yeah. Try and put it back in. It just gets wet. Yeah. Because power washer. Just get one of those like uh, Tupperware tubs. Oh yeah. The little lid that snaps on. Now it's chucking it in super that. Super easy. Yeah. Now it fits a lot easier too. That's the yeah. thing. There yeah. Yeah. 
little life hack for you there. <laughs> cool. Uh, but Lee, who's someone you've been meaning to reach out to? Uh, my old mate Louis. Uh, big, uh, we've been friends for years and years and years. Lives yep. in Australia. Uh, sort of guy like flew over for my wedding okay. when I was down in Australia a few years ago. He came down from Queensland where he lives to come and see me for a couple of days and hang out. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, we rarely communicate. He's not on any social media platform, but he sent me a photo. Uh, a few months ago. Oh. This is his house in North Queensland here. Jesus. Where, uh, yeah, it, it was flooded. And uh, so he sent me that and we, we've, you know, so we have sent a few messages back and forth and I've been meaning to call him to see, how you doing, man? Did you get out? He told me that, that he survived. They got out before the floods came there, but uh, lost a lot of possessions and things oh. like that. So I've uh, been meaning to give him a call. Just haven't gotten around to actually uh, FaceTiming him yet. But uh, he survived. He's doing okay. He's got his dogs out, his girlfriend. They all they all made it out. But, okay. uh, yeah, a bit of a tough situation Thanks. there for him. Where yeah. was this? Queensland. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And it was just from, like, torrential downpour? Yeah, or? yeah. They have them all the time yeah. up there now. So, uh, yeah, it's becoming a real big problem. Thanks. All right. Well, reach out to Louie. Next one. Tom Cruise is so obsessed by the theatrical experience that he goes out in disguise to see every movie that releases in theaters. <laughs> Quote, this is what he said. I put on my cap. I wonder if it's a tall hat. Yeah. I put on my cap and I sit in the audience. <laughs> All right. The question is, when's a time you maybe pretended to be someone else? I twisted this cue a little bit. So uh, get a start at that. Well, every time I go to Starbucks, I'm not Tass or Tassos. I, I fake it up. Shit. I'm Peter usually. <laughs> Peter Piper picked this coffee. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's it. It's my best one. Sometimes Derek. And, Just to see how they spell it. Is it because Peter's too common. Sometimes I'll get a Peter. Oh. Oh, do you have a last initial? Like, what? You're throwing me for a loop here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a last name. <laughs> no, but sometimes there are name. multiple Peters at Starbucks. And now, is this because doing tasks, you're always getting it? I just, I just don't want to hear out what? Oh, okay. And then have to repeat myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why? We just saved each other a good 10 seconds if I say Peter. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Until they hit you with the initial. Yeah. Yeah, then exactly. it's a tough. Uh, Trey, who's uh, someone you've been... No, no, I already asked you that. <laughs> Trey, when's the time you pretended to be someone else? Uh, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, when I was younger. <laughs> everybody said, you skip first grade, you've got tall, curly hair. So I thought I could do trauma surgery, but you do actually need training. So it didn't work mm. out. Okay. Mm. Bad stuff. Mm. Trey Kirby, MD. What do you, uh, uh, what do you for this? Yeah, so one one time in the early 90s, I was mistaken for a very famous footballer. I, 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 when I was writing this question last night, trying to think it up, I said to Nora, uh, I guess I'm going to go with this, but I know what Lee's going to say. Yeah, well, I did go with it. And then uh, and I started using I that I started using that name other times as my as my fake name. And I won a darts contest one night as, as this guy. And it was, you know, it was a boozy, drunken, hazy old night there. And I won this darts competition. And they said, congratulations to Justin. And I was like, oh, I thought I won. And they said, Justin, Justin Wanganine, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. Yes, yes, I did win. <laughs> Justin Wanganine. Justin Wanganine. Oh, so good. So I thought I was someone else and then forgot that I'd changed my name and I won. But, uh, right. yeah, Justin. Yeah. My original uh, we, answer was going to be uh, prank calls. Remember prank calls? Yeah. Yes. Those are fun. And I'm just thinking now, Justin Wanganine would be the awesome <laughs> prank call name. That would be. Also, for you, we yeah. got this up on No Buffs yesterday. Uh, Jeff Probst 
started growing yeah. his hair and uh, striking resemblance, JD pointed out, to you and your long locks yes. as your locks got longer and longer. Yeah, I- I've had a few people mention that on Twitter as really? well. So, uh, <laughs> and, and to know that how, how, how much JD uh, is affectionate towards Jeff is very encouraging too because, yes. uh, you know, Mr. Jeff's great. Mr. Jeff. Yeah. Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's uh, 60. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's in great yeah. shape for a 60-year-old. It's that island life. Oh, I know, I know. He's had a pretty good. Uh, he's had a pretty good twenty-year run, hasn't he? There. He sure has. Sure has. All right, final one. Uh, last week, an old pic of John Wall's tattoos resurfaced on Twitter, thanks to at hoop underscore district. We're we're showing you the pic of John Wall's tats. Um, it shows there on, I guess, the inner bicep, uh, some ink of his high school, college, and first NBA jersey there with the Wizards. All right. Question is, <laughs> all right. Which all right. um, which clothing item would you get as a tattoo? Wow, what an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, full circle here on this show. Back to the clothing items. Uh, for me, uh, it's so hot in the south here. For like nine months of the year, I'd say I don't want to wear socks. But I'm also not comfortable enough going barefoot in someone's house. I just don't have the guts to do that. I think it's a, it's a little much, you know. Uh, so what if I tattooed socks on my feet, like full, full, like <laughs> it looks like I'm so, wearing them. Like if I, if I had a great tattoo artist and made it look like I'm wearing socks. Number one, I'd feel more comfortable. Number two, I'd just cover up my feet. And like nobody wants to see feet anyways. It's like kind it's of, true. A, it's kind of kills a lot of birds with one stone, you know. But then it's gonna automatically be those. Uh, Toe socks. Uh, That's gonna be your problem. Right. Yeah. It'd be hard to get away with that unless you get a great tattoo artist that like really colors your toes in. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. That'd be tough. Wow. That'd be yeah, tough. That'd be very tough. But Maybe okay. I gotta wear. It's a great answer. Maybe I gotta wear a toe little uh, like a. Not, I'm, I'm thinking like a whoopee cushion, not a whoopee cushion, but like a, a glove just over your toes, like so that would cover all five toes. <laughs> just a toe glove, huh? Toe glove, yeah. That would cover Next all five. Next episode of Marvel's What If. What if a man had socks tattooed on his feet? She loves life. Stuff. Uh, Trey, what's your answer for this? What do you? What clothing item are you getting tatted? Well, originally I wanted to get the pocket from a pocket t-shirt on my chest with a little hot dog sticking out. Yeah, yeah. But now I think I got to get a tall hat. <laughs> just like the tallest hat you can find. Um, Where are you putting it, though? Uh, how about just like right here? I got a nice space. <laughs> All right. Nice space right there. Nice for how a about tall like, hat. <laughs> for, yeah, tall hat on my arm. Tall Braves hat, 2021. World Series okay. champions underneath it. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, do it. Please do it. No. no. I'm not going to. All right, Lee, Just we know how you feel man. about tats, uh, but yeah. let's say you got to get one and it's a clothing item. What are you doing? I would go into a tattoo parlor and I'd say, just tattoo a pair of thongs on my back and just see, see what, what he comes up with. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then I could that do the uh, dude wears my car sort of thing where I'd, say, I'd go to an American guy and say, what's on the back? And he'd say, well, it looks like a pair of thongs. But then I go, well, hang on now, because if I went to an Australian, I'd say, what was that? Yeah, okay. I haven't thought it through all that much, but a pair of thongs is what I would. Uh, right. But <laughs> you don't know which one you're getting, is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Might say, get flip flops, might get underwear. Exactly. Leave it up to the interpretation of the tattoo artist. <laughs> okay. wow, that's dangerous, because you could end up with like a thong, you know, an oh, actual yeah. thong. Right. You know, how you can see it sticking uh, out yeah, of the back yeah, of your Yeah, pants. some lace or yeah. underwear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would never know, because it's on your back. <laughs> no, I, uh, that's it. I wouldn't have to see it. So. <laughs> All right, that's Rapid Fire. That's another hopefully classic edition of the Drop Podcast. You tell us 
by leaving us five-star ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the podcast or maybe subscribing to No Dunks on YouTube or hitting that little like button. If you think it's a five-star or a classic, I should say, then, uh, of course, help us out by uh, leaving us those reviews. Send in your questions, nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks and get your No Dunks merch. The jerseys might be gone, but there's a lot of great t-shirts over there. Nodunks.com for some all phones your... up there. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Which ones? <laughs> Leave it up for interpretation. I'll send the email to Jamie yeah. at Breaking Tea. We'd love to see some thumbs up on the website. See what he puts up. And then say, Lee's going to model a pair for you. Later. Okay. <laughs> Beach stepping thongs is great. See what, he, see what, he, see what he does. Yeah. Tea stands for thongs. Yeah. Breaking Tea. Uh, all right. So we will be back. I think what we're going to do is we'll have a little fun podcast uh, following tonight's game six on Saturday morning. So we'll do that. Regardless, if the series wraps up, we'll maybe take off Monday because it is Memorial Day down here. If we get a Game 7 baby, I'm sure we'll have some content for you. So, you know, Either just way, make sure you're, you're subscribed. Getting a show. You're getting a show at some point. You're probably getting multiple shows over the weekend. So subscribe to your boys on YouTube and, of course, the podcast. Oh, I should say, too, just want to get this in. I should have led with this. But uh, there were some issues, JD, with the... Uh, Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and yesterday's show not appearing there. Uh, it's not us. This one is not us. <laughs> yeah, this time it's not us. Okay, uh, it's Apple. Get it together. <laughs> What's Apple. going on, Apple? Uh, so you know, hopefully yesterday's show will eventually just appear in your feed. Hopefully, hopefully. this one appears <laughs> in your feed. But if not, I guess seek it out on on YouTube or one of the other podcast yeah. platforms. We, we've looked into it and we've done all we can. It's in their hands now. Okay, guys, have a great weekend. Um, you're off for a wedding. I'm out of here. Oh, I won't be here Monday regardless. Oh, that's right. That's All right. right. Well, yep. have fun and send our best to uh, to Mackenzie there. That's your right. sister getting married here on the weekend. That's exciting. All right. Oh, yeah. Guys, until we see you next time, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Beto is a handyman, <laughs> we know, but uh, another Beto is a heroic man. Brace the weekend, people.